Hello, and welcome to episode number seven of Eye-Opening Moments, where you'll hear stories of adversity, encounters, and perspectives. These are real-life stories that can lift your spirits, give you some food for thought, or move you. I'm your host, Emily K. Tan. In this episode, you will hear about finding courage, my comfort, and the light bulb went off. A moment of adversity called finding courage. It took 10 years, but I finally found the courage to forgive him for cheating on me. Through sharing, through landmark education, I found the way. Carrying the pain, making him wrong, making myself so self-righteous, only weighed me down with more pain and made me fearful of engaging in another relationship. How is courage found? I realized that as long as I didn't forgive, the pain would stay with me, and the power was in my hands to let go of the pain and stop punishing myself. A light bulb came on. Was I punishing myself? I don't want to punish myself. Never mind what is right or wrong. What matters most is that I take a stand to be happy and free of the pain. How does one forgive? I wondered the answer to that question for too many years. I finally got the answer. Just let go. Let go of being right. Let go of making him wrong. Let go of the pain. Let go. And freedom will appear. And joy and liberty appeared. So simple, yet I made myself suffer for 10 years. Yes, I made myself suffer. And it is only I that could make myself not suffer. The courage to let go and forgive released me from the chains that imprisoned me. It took seven years, but I finally found the courage to get a divorce. Living with this man was like walking on eggshells, and you could never be perfect enough. Everything was black or white, and it was his opinion that always had to be right. Worse, divorce meant failure to me. Divorce meant shame and embarrassment to me. I tried to make it work, bear through it without breaking any eggshells. But as hard as I tried, I still broke some eggshells. He always found something to be angry about or dissatisfying. One could never relax and enjoy life around him. He wanted perfection, and I couldn't give it to him. Mind you, I am a perfectionist myself, but there didn't seem to be a way to satisfy his ideas of perfection. I learned the word anal from his older brother, who told me he was so anal that he didn't know how I could stand him or not divorce him. 
I talked with his brother to try to understand and make it work. I sought the help of a male friend to spend time with him and help me understand from a male perspective. His mother even said I could stay with her if I felt scared from his temper. Then I went to Landmark Education to see what I could learn to help me make the marriage work. The solution didn't seem like it was coming quickly or at all. Then one day, while having a conversation with someone in class, a simple comment shifted my mindset. I said, I can't leave him. He'll be all alone. He doesn't know how to take care of some things. She said, so you want to stay with him out of pity. Do you think he would like to know that you stayed with him because you pity him? Would you like someone to stay with you out of pity? I definitely wouldn't want someone to stay with me out of pity, and I didn't want that for him either. Strangely, something clicked, or it made sense to me. Then I said, I don't want to be alone either. She said, Come on, Emily. Aren't you already alone in the marriage? You are physically together, living in the same house, but aren't you alone? Indeed, I was, and I ran out of excuses to stay in the marriage, and the reasons I had started to sound lame. Courage came from discovering that it was okay to live for myself. My life was not for him to suck the life out of me. My life was not for others to judge me. My life was for me to live it. And it was in my hands as to how I would live it. Courage to divorce gave me freedom and joy. It took two years, but I finally found the courage to quit my stable and secure job to go into business full-time. I had a career for 17 years. I loved it, and it was a steady job. So why would I want to leave it? Some inner voice called me that there was something bigger than me that needed to be discovered and tapped. As great as my life was, I wanted something more extraordinary. I knew there was something greater out there, and I longed for the experience. The two years of struggle in mine seemed to take so long before I made a final decision. If I left the job that I loved and left having a steady income for a business where income was inconsistent and success in the industry was also unpredictable, what would I do if I failed? Should I take the risk? Since I was divorced, I had the freedom to do so, but I also had a house I wanted to keep. Then one day, I was discussing my predicament with a neighbor, and to my surprise, she said something that helped me make my decision then and there. I still remember it and have used it in future predicaments. It's even become a motto in life for me. So what did she say? 
She said, If you don't do it, you'll wonder for the rest of your life, and you'll never know. There you have it. If I don't take the risk, I will never know if I can do it or not. So, I was willing to accept success or failure in the name of needing to know. Even if I failed, I would know and not have something nagging at my coattails, making me wonder and feel dissatisfied. The courage to quit my job and going to business gave me the freedom to live life outside the box. It is refreshing and exhilarating. It took no time to find the courage to go skydiving. I was looking for someone to go with me. When a stranger asked me to go skydiving just because they wanted an even number of people going, I jumped at the opportunity of a lifetime. I was in a landmark education course and sitting around with people chatting. I overheard someone, some people at another area sitting there talking about going skydiving. They wanted another person because someone backed out from going because of fear. I was so interested in listening to their conversation. They looked around. Someone mentioned me, and another person said I wouldn't go. That unnerved me, and I walked on over and said I was interested in going and asked when it was happening. They said the next day to show up if I wanted to go. It looked like they still didn't believe me. Boy, I thought, they, people, don't know how adventuresome I am. Just because I am, for the most part, a quiet and reserved-looking kind of person, it doesn't mean I am not up for an adventure. How dare they judge a book by its cover? My exterior didn't match my interior all my life, so you'd not understand me. Well, now I would let my interior come on out, and I jumped from 15,000 feet high. The courage to skydive took no time because I always wanted to fly like a bird and be free as a bird. Indeed, I flew like a bird in total freedom while high up in the sky. Someone once asked me where I found all my courage. In my experiences, I discovered that courage is not something to be found. Courage is a decision that you make. Knowing that the decision is yours to make you make it, and then you can move on. Then you can live, be alive, and fully live. If you want to overcome, if you want to soar, you can come with courage. Knowing all that it has to offer, step up and choose courage. A moment of an encounter.
called My Comfort. It was 11 at night when I hid under the covers to talk to my long-distance boyfriend because I was afraid someone at home would hear me on the phone. I was 17 and in love. I told Keith that according to the doctor's orders, I would need to stay up all night and not sleep before I took a test at the hospital the following day at 8 a.m. I did not know that he would help me stay up by talking until I saw the doctor. Softly, Keith said, Are the two hugging mice, stuffed animals, next to you? I said, Yes, of course. I love them because you bought them for me. Keith said, I just want you to look at it, hold it, and know that I am there with you. I responded, Don't worry. Every time I listen to the tape you gave me, I always think of you. I especially like the song, Never Knew Love Like This Before. Keith said, Did you pay attention to the words in the song? I began to sing. I never knew love like this before. Now I'm lonely nevermore since you came into my life. Keith said, You got my message? Smiling, I said, Yes, Keith said, I can see you smiling. Keith and I had spent over a year getting to know each other through letters because he was on my pen pal list. After that, we had weekly phone calls for a couple of months before meeting in person for only a week. Yet, despite all this, he seemed to know me so well that it was like he could read my thoughts and understand what actions I might take. I continued, How would you know? You can't see me over the phone, Romantic Keith said, but I can. I have magical powers. So how are you feeling now? Still worried about going to the hospital tomorrow? Are you still concerned about going to college? No, I feel much better now, I said. Not only did I feel that this person understood me, but he cared for my emotional well-being too. I never experienced it with anyone in my life. So for the first time in my life, I felt loved and understood. Still talking, Keith said, See, I told you, I have powers. You don't have to worry about college. You are a smart girl. You will do well on your own. You are a strong girl. You've done so much on your own already. You are a fighter. If you fall, you will get back up. So, you don't need to worry. The first time I felt someone encouraging me, believing in me, and bringing out my strengths was with Keith. I couldn't ask for a better friend and love. Before I knew it, it was almost seven in the morning, and I needed to get ready to see the doctor. I thanked Keith for helping me stay up all night. He had talked with me for eight hours, long distance. He cared for me. He cared for me the way I needed. He was the first person who stayed by my side 
whether in person or not, when I needed someone. Though this relationship would be on and off again for over 10 years, etched in my heart is this first boyfriend. Keith always asked so many questions about me. He always helped me solve my problems and made me feel better. He knew me best. I still think of him now and then. When I am troubled, when I have a big decision to make, when others misunderstand me, I will think of him and feel contentment because I know at least one person in this world truly understands me even when no words are spoken. Residing in my heart, he is my comfort. A moment of a perspective called the light bulb went off. Don't be so concerned about what other people think of you. I heard that before. It is easier said than done. Unexpectedly, I discovered how you could drop the concern about what others think of you, at least momentarily. It all started when I attended a Toastmasters meeting for public speaking practice. Many people fear public speaking, but I love it. It is a chance to express my voice and be heard. As a public speaker, I have a captive audience. All eyes are on me, and most importantly, I get to be heard. As a kid, I shared my thoughts and opinions. My family didn't hear them, and they told me to be quiet. I suppose a kid's voice wasn't crucial to adults at home. Nobody seemed to care for anything I had to say, so I fell silent. I became quiet and shy. I didn't say much at all. As I grew older, I talked a little more, but I was still careful to speak for fear of being silenced. Gravely affected by childhood experiences that silenced me, why would I love to be a public speaker? Since relatives silenced my voice, the voice inside me was stuck or imprisoned and was dying to come out. I discovered that I could speak out and have my voice heard through the Toastmasters platform. When I went into business and gave presentations, I discovered how much I enjoyed it. My audience listened and enjoyed it. So I decided to sign up for Toastmasters. After each speech, we'd get feedback from other members. I hated people judging me. After doing a speech, I reflected and thought that I could have done better, but didn't do so. I was confident that I could do better, do a good job. But why didn't I do better? After a bit of self-analysis, I discovered I was too concerned about what other people were thinking, making me nervous and not doing my best. I was worried because I knew they were scoring my presentation, and it was supposed to be constructive 
criticism to help me improve in public speaking. Though the audience had the task, I disliked them judging me. It made me feel uncomfortable. Then I realized the stress I created for myself because other people's judgment troubled me. Then I thought, why do I care what they think? I don't even really know these people well. Deciding that I was not going to care what they thought of my speeches, I relaxed more and felt less tense. I decided that my concern for what other people were thinking of me was getting in the way of showing my best or just being myself. So I made a conscious decision not to be concerned about what others might think of me. As a result, the moment of not getting concerned about what others thought or how I appeared in other people's eyes was like a weight lifted off me. It felt light. My head did not feel strained, and I felt a slight smile all over my face. I was much more relaxed and expressed myself with greater ease. The result was more fantastic presentations and smoother presentations. All I had to do was just be myself. From then on, every time I had a moment of stressing out because of what others might think of me, I would acknowledge it and let it go. It is as simple as that. Recognize it, let it go, because you know how good it feels to be free of it. By keeping in mind the result, I could more easily let it go. Some people say that you care less about what other people think of you when you mature. I think it is also a choice. Choose not to be self-conscious and choose to be yourself. After all, all that matters is that you are comfortable within your skin. If you care about opinions, the most important opinion is your opinion of yourself. Only you have to live in your shoes. And the most comfortable one to be in is your authentic self. Though I thought it took me so long to find courage, it is exhilarating to discover that courage is a choice that you can seize instantly. Though some people may misunderstand me, it is comforting to know that at least one person in this world fully understands me. Though we sometimes care what others think of us, it is important to remember that the most important opinion is our opinion of ourselves, and we need not try to please others or be pretentious. We only need to be our authentic self as it is the most beautiful. Next week, you will hear 
three new real-life stories called From Hell to Heaven, The Five Most Influential People and Why Didn't You Become a Mom? If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a comment, share it on your social media, or go to inspiremereads.com. Thank you for listening.